Well, welcome everyone to the Robin Walters Show. God bless you today. As always, we've got a lot to pack in. Just real quickly, if you want to reach me, it's robinwaltershow at gmail.com. robinwaltershow at gmail.com. You can find uh, find this on a podcast through any one of your venues and platforms. Uh, just type in Robin Walter Show or The Robin Walter Show. Uh, I think you'll get it. I don't know which ones do it differently, but hunt around. You'll find it pretty easily. Put it in your favorites, and uh, let's roll. Last week, I started with some good news, ended with some good news. I told you I was going to try to do that every week, and I am going to live up to that uh, proclamation, if you will, that commitment, at least for this week, (laughs) one week at a time. I've got some good news. Some of it isn't going to seem like good news. But it actually is. So, all right, here we go. State of Indiana. State lawmakers, there are adopting a plan to give, pay for teachers to take firearm training. People say, oh, my gosh, we already, we already got, too, we got too many guns. No, the problem has been too many guns. We've always had, do you know the, the actual percentage of people who own guns? is not higher today than it was 50 years ago. But we didn't have violence. We didn't have a culture of death. We weren't killing babies. We weren't killing, we, we weren't stripping the schools out of all moral directives and mandates. We weren't calling evil good and good evil. But in Indiana, they said, all right, so whatever you do with... Um, you know, alleged assault weapons, um, 99.9% of the people who use that term don't even know what they mean. They couldn't define an assault weapon. It's actually pretty easy. It's any weapon you use in an assault. That's as deep as it goes. But it's not a case of too many guns. It's not a case of too many assault weapons, so to speak. But dealing with the problem here and now means that teachers need to be able to protect themselves. And, and this is a huge and, they need to be able to protect their students. And that's not really the and, I guess, right? That's really the main thing. Because a good person armed and trained with firearms has a much better chance of protecting someone from an attack than a good person without a firearm. So I love this. I love this plan that they're doing this. And since gun control laws only hamper law-abiding citizens, it doesn't stop criminals. That's why they're called criminals. This should be a a no-brainer. Because you've got to keep in mind that the Second Amendment is really the only thing that separates us, the United States, from being a banana republic. It's the only thing that really separates us from the rest of the world, but certainly from becoming just a full-on banana republic, though the Democrats are trying to get there through voter fraud and some other machinations. Okay, 
That's the end of good news number one. Good news number two, and this is going to be kind of a tough one, because it deals with a 34-year-old Canadian woman who went through a sex change process a decade ago, and uh, she hates what it has done to her. She regrets it incredibly. She said, I can't believe it here. You know, I've, I have, I, I live my life without any breasts. I've got a deeper voice. I've got male pattern baldness and with no ability to get pregnant. Horrible, right? It is horrible. Having her completely healthy uterus, she said, removed is her greatest regret. Well, how can this possibly be good news? That is not the good news, but this is a good news that can come out of it. She's suing the eight doctors and the alleged fake, phony, mental health, gender-affirming professionals who treated her. This is what it will take. This is what I've said for the last about four years now, ad nauseum. Sadly, what it will take to get this queer crapola out of our schools where boys can use the girls' restroom and vice versa. But the problem has never really been the girls in the boys' restroom. Restroom. It's always been the reverse. It's boys playing girls' sports. It's boys in the girls' bathroom. It's boys in the girls' locker room. And as I said many times, until some, sadly, some 14-year-old girl gets raped by a guy, a guy, anatomically a guy, and then the school gets their hiney sued off, we won't come back to any level of common sense because... Well, probably something else I've said ad nauseum. The Democrats don't get it. They call good evil, evil good. Only one thing do they desire, and it's control. And only one thing will get their attention and cause them a course correction, a financial spanking. Democrats only respond to losing money. Greedy slobs that they are, that is all they will respond to. This woman's claim is that she alleges that the defendants failed to address her complex mental health needs and instead allowed her to self-diagnose as a transgender and undergo mutilating body modifications. Well, is it wrong? Is it abnormal? Key number one here, key point, is why wouldn't you not treat somebody who wants to mutilate their body and damage it? Why wouldn't you treat them like a uh, somebody with suicidal tendencies and get them help instead of facilitating their destruction? When a drug addict comes into a drug clinic, do you give them more heroin or fentanyl or cocaine? Do you let them self-diagnose, which is sort of the stupidity with the, all the medical ads on TV? Whoop, ask your doc- doctor if uh, you need whoop to scooty or whatever it is. You've got people self-diagnosing going to the doctor. You know, this is so stupid. 
You know, it would seem as though you would undertake an analysis for somebody who hates themselves so much from certainly from a Christian standpoint, you'd want these people saved, delivered. But even short of that, if they don't get there, get them to somebody who has some common sense so that they end up treating the cause of the self-loathing. The cause of self-loathing. It isn't because they just really think that they're, this girl thinks that she's a boy or wanted to be a boy. Maybe she sees some advantages in the male world. I get that. There's also some disadvantages nobody ever talks about. But I will tell you, this is what's concerning about the sex change craze throughout the world, and particularly in the United States. Towns like Trinidad, Colorado, are regional sex change hubs. I don't even stop in that town when I drive through it. I don't buy gas. I don't buy eat, anything to eat. In fact, I speed up to get the heck out of Trinidad. Well, the problem is doctors, and I use that term loosely, are making gargantuan amounts of money all from sex change operations. So these people like this woman in Canada need to start suing the doctors for gargantuan amounts of money. Money. Spank their fanny so hard it bleeds. It bleeds green. Okay. Next one. Next good story. <laughs> uh you know, right after I did the program last week, this guy announced, and I don't know if I'm saying his name, Vivek or Vivek. I haven't even heard anybody talk about him on the air. Ramaswamy, I think I got the last name right. This 37-year-old guy who is uh, the founder of Woke, Inc., the magazine, has declared his candidacy for the GOP, race for president. Obviously, he did not make that cut from a few weeks ago in the story that I did. And since then, the more I find out about Nikki Haley, the more I don't think she would even make a good vice presidential candidate. But I do find it interesting that of the three Republican declared candidates, two of them are, of, are Indians. And a lot of Indians, I'm not saying all, but I have met a fair number of Indians in this country People that I know, like Dinesh D'Souza, uh, probably one of the very first ones I met a number of years ago, and and I like Dinesh uh, and others. There is a high percentage of Christians among the Indians that have emigrated from India to the United States. So this guy was worth something like five hundred million or something by the time he was thirty-one. Guy's crazy smart. But he's a biotech entrepreneur, an investor. Um, he launched his uh, campaign here, what, two days ago now. And by stating what and lamenting, decrying what he calls, quote, a national identity crisis that he says is driven, and he correctly says so, by left-wing ideology. He said we need to replace left-wing ideology by, quote, faith Bingo. Patriotism, second bingo. 
and hard work. Triple bingo. We need to replace the left-wing ideology of and the secular religions of gender ideology, COVIDism, and climatism. Boy, oh boy, this guy's saying all the right things. He said, quote, we have obsessed so much over our diversity and our differences that we forgot all the ways that we are still Americans. And he pledged, I love this one, he is pledging to repeal the civil service protections for federal workers. In other words, he's basically saying, screw the seniority. If you don't perform, you're fired. You don't get to stay and sit on your duff. And like all the federal workers now who are not coming back to Washington, D.C., they're demanding that they be able to work from home. Pull a Ronald Reagan and fire their tushes like he did with the uh, the at the airports. Uh, oh, gosh, I can't even think of who it was. The uh, What's the term? Help me. Um, the ones that work in the tower do the landing. Help the planes land. He fired all of those guys. They thought that they were invincible. They couldn't be fired. Until Reagan said, get lost, punks. We're going to replace you with people who actually do want to work and do their job the right way. So he's a son of Indian immigrants. He founded a biotech company before uh, he was a partner of a hedge fund. Wow. What I find interesting about this, though, this guy is beyond all the right things. I'll tell you, there's some things Trump does extremely well, and his kick the butt of China is great. I love that. But I also love Ron DeSantis' focus on education. And, oh gosh, he's just, every single week, he does something else great in that state. And maybe there just needs to be one great state. I don't know if he, who knows if he's going to run. He owns education. and uh, But he's doing what he can to get the uh, Chinese Communist Party and their cohorts and their minions out of Florida. Then you get to this guy who doesn't address foreign policy, but he wants to just simply drive out all left-wing ideology and be replaced by faith, patriotism, and hard work. Boy, oh boy. He also went on to say that he's going to eliminate affirmative action. Whoa! God bless him! Including directing the Justice Department to uh, prosecute illegal race-based preferences. Now, I'm done with that, but it brings up something. Earlier this week, I did an extra program, which... um, if you are listening to one of the radio stations that were on in Nevada and California, and uh, you won't get it because I only have one hour a week to be on those programs, or to be on those stations. But you can get this extra program, which I did, and it was launched on uh, all the podcast platforms, and it's on the website too. But if you go to rumble.com forward slash user, forward slash Robin Walters show. Put it into your favorites. You will get that program, which was done on Tuesday of this week, released Wednesday morning, and it deals with the problem of black supremacy. 
This is a no-holds-barred pro, uh, program, folks. No-holds-barred program. And I, I, just, I was kind of triggered, if you will, in the right sense, to mention that because of Ramaswamy's, it almost sounds like a name you've heard on Bugs Bunny, actually, uh, with a Swami, uh, Ramaswamy. But anyway, aside from that, his getting a, a rid of affirmative action, which should be dumped. If there's no place for discrimination, there's no place for discrimination. Right? Simple. Because I can tell you, I know what whites have said about coworkers who are black who got a job because of their race. They're not respected anymore. Some get jobs the way they ought to get them, just like anybody else. You go, you earn it, you interview well, you deserve it, great, hallelujah. But some don't make the cut, but they got the job because of their race. Wasn't based on the content of their character, but on the color of the skin, as said Martin Luther King Jr. Okay, next one. I'm still on good news. This is so much fun. Out of the state of Idaho, which is desperately trying to hold off all the people coming from Washington and Oregon to keep the state from going from red to purple, the state legislature is still very strongly conservative. They are looking at a bill, I love this, love this, love this, that will actually make it a crime to dispense with mRNA COVID vaccines. Idaho is ready to flip the switch to go from where the vaccine was mandated. By the way, Trump got hoodwinked, but he didn't mandate it. The mandates came pretty much after Trump. But they are going from where things were mandated to where it will be a crime to give the vaccine in the state, citing various safety concerns. What a what a 180 from mandating what we know now to be Russian roulette for those who have taken the jab to prohibiting this, which is what some of the EU nations have done also. It says here, notwithstanding any other provision of the law, a person may not provide or administer a vaccine developed using mRNA technology for use in an individual or any other mammal in this state. End quote. So what I find really intriguing here is that this law will make it a crime. It is a misdemeanor. It's not a felony, but it's a misdemeanor to not only give an RMA, mRNA vaccine in the state going forward to people, but to animals that are mammals. I mean, I don't even know that there's a connection, but there must be something I don't know about. And, and how did this finally happen? Why? Because the CDC, the World Health Organization, simply can no longer conceal hide or lie any longer about all the people that the vaccine mandates, primarily our, our own government, 
that they have killed and have, well, at least aided and abetted their death. Idaho said, we've got issues, simply starting with the fact that this was, one, fast-tracked, two, they have no liability, three, there's no access to the data, four, risk-benefit analysis never was done, five, no informed consent. And the legislature there considers mRNA vaccines similar to harmful drugs. Wow. Man. All right. Well, that is the end of the good news until we get to the end of the program. So as we start to straighten out a few things in this country, other countries, things go terribly, terribly wrong and worse. Um, I hate to say this, but another prediction that I made has come true. Back when this program started in 2005, I predicted the day would come when we would have queer marriage, then queer adoption, then the tranny business, and now the American Psychological Institute is stating that there's really nothing wrong with polygamy, although I was surprised polygamy didn't beat transgenderism in the race to hell here in the United States. But, and, of course, we now have the push in different places for the legalization of pedophilia because there's nothing more that uh, queers love, the left loves, apparently, than to destroy the pure, innocent joy of 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-olds who, by their, by their pureness and their joy, actually indict the other individuals of their sin. But this one has come true ahead of schedule. I've said in the past that after pedophilia and the various illegal, making it illegal or not enforcing laws that prohibit it, would come incest, the legalization of incest. And it's, it's coming. The one that beat it, starting with Spain, Spain has now made, sitting down, bestiality is now legal in Spain. That's right. Bestiality. I don't know what the neighbors are like in Spain, but maybe they better lock up their cows and horses. This is sick. This is absolutely sick. But there is a criminal component. The criminal component of this is if a guy having sexual relations with an animal injures the animal, then the guy can be prosecuted for a crime amounting to animal abuse. If the animal is injured, if the animal is not, then uh, I guess it's all fine, fine and dandy. You know, and I, I will tell you, I, the reason I predicted this, I'll tell you when I predicted it, actually, as far back as 1987. That's right. Count the years. What, 36 years ago? I was in law school, and I did a paper on using the analysis 
of Roe v. Wade and where in some states where they had legalized homosexual relationships. I used the, the words, the letters, the phrases from those court, court opinions to state there would be nothing using those cases to actually continue the criminalization of bestiality. Yeah. Got an A. Well, that was 1987, folks. One person said, uh, in case you didn't think that the world is sinking low enough with all the gender craziness, the pedophilia craziness, the transgender craziness, Spain's new animal welfare law that decriminalizes having sex with animals is because, we have a new term, zoophiles are adding another color to the trans flag. Another, I don't know what the color is. Brown? Because all we know that animals emit is poop. I don't know. They call it zoophilia affirming. This is where we make people feel good, natural, normal, healthy about having sex with animals. Now, I'm spending more time on this than I really want, but... Uh, the report states that the change uh, to the, or su- subjects the animal to sexual lo- exploitation means that as long as there isn't physical injury, this is now permitted. And over between 8 and 9% of Spanish veterinarians suspect exam- examples of sexually abused animals. How sick is this? The biblical application, here you go. Four times in Scripture, God prohibits sexual relations with animals. You know, you would think this is one that God would not ever have to say, and you would just know intuitively, is the person is royally screwed up. And why would you give zoophilia affirming care to somebody and either send them to somebody for an exorcism, deliverance, mental health work, counseling, treatment of some sort. You would think God would not even have to say that. Or that if he said it, he would only have to say it once. But he says it four times in Scripture. And what's the penalty? What is the penalty for having sex with an animal? You kill the person and you kill the animal. Everybody involved gets executed. That's what I'd like to see. Well, wouldn't and people say, well, gosh, we'd be killing some people. Yeah, we would. And you know what? If the if the crime, if the punishment was appropriate to the crime, which it is, God said it, then it obviously is, right? Go argue with God. If the punishment fits the crime, we won't have so many people committing the crime. All right. Hey, my one COVID thing here this week, i got to throw this in. landmark study coming out of the Lancet says that the people who advocated for natural immunity to COVID-19, in other words, 
get the let get the disease if you do if you do just just get it that natural immunity far exceeds the value of the jabs man but i think we already knew that right so the question here is i mean when people come out and say these kinds of things, like you got to get the jab, you got to do this, you got to do this, all of this governmental coercion that we are just we're we're squirming underneath it. Um, whenever the a left wing government like we have, it's not liberal, it's left wing, left wing nuts. Ask yourself this question, with every single issue raised by the left, does their proposed action increase government control or does it increase personal freedom? Answer that. Just ask yourself that question. Every time Joe Biden or the left and his nut job compatriots or the ones pulling his levers, such as his wife. Gosh, what if she ran for president? Well, anyway, ask yourself, does this action increase government control or increase personal freedom? Don't go away. Robin Walter, the Robin Walter Show will be right back. The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to... Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Thank you. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I'll make a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. I will hide his word in my heart that I might not sin against God. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior, who is kingdom and stand, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again, with life and liberty to all who believe. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and our forgiven our debts. And as always, forgiven our debtors. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. That is a result of a Christian education. That is a five-year-old grandson 
doing all of that from memory as a result of a Christian education. We take less vacations. Well, gosh, we don't take any vacations, to tell you the truth. I'm trying to think when we've had a vacation. We hardly spend money on anything, but we make as a priority the Christian education of our grandchildren to the extent that our children cannot afford it because it's a considerable cost. And i got to tell you, when I hear that from a five-year-old, memorized, no notes, boy, does it do my heart good. Oh, my. And I can tangibly sense that the answer in this country is in the re-education of children who have been stuck in government schools, maligned by left-wing woke ideology, of all of all of its Marxist trappings and replaced with the Word of God. If that doesn't happen, we're toast. Maybe we're toast anyway. But I got to tell you, I am thrilled at what's happening in some of the universities. But it's got to start, frankly, when you get them this young. God bless them. They just the the faith of a child. Child shall lead them. Jesus said you have to have faith as a child. I had that grandson say that in front of a church where I was had done the sermon. And my goodness, you would have thought the cheer at the end of that message from about 200 people at that service, you would have thought it was a, a game-winning touchdown for the home team. The cheers and the roars and the hoots and the hollers that went up. Because the people tangibly had an experience with a remnant. There'll always be a remnant. God said there would be. Doesn't mean the country gets saved, but there's a remnant that will carry on to, to the next generation until the Lord returns. But boy, God knows that we need to hear that from time to time so that we don't become disheartened. Uh, finishing up on that piece just before the break, though, I just wanted to say about when you ask yourself that question about does the proposed action raised by the left uh, to uh, address a, a problem, pro probably a problem they created, because the left creates the problems, then they come out like champions to address the problems they created, and all it takes is extracting more tax money from you to do it. Does it increase government control or does it increase personal freedom? Because here's what everybody needs to understand. A government cannot get bigger without you getting smaller. It's a zero-sum game. The whole is equal to the sum of its parts. You cannot have a bigger government and bigger freedoms. When government gets smaller, it, can only, it will result in increased personal freedom. When they get bigger, you get smaller. Okay. Hey, you know what? I have actually avoided the January 6th riot, so-called. It was not an insurrection. It doesn't even meet the definition of insurrection. And God bless Kevin McCarthy, who has not been my favorite all the time, for turning over 41,000, what, 
hours of videotape um, to Tucker Carlson? Because what are those tapes showing? It is showing what we all have in our hearts have known and have s- suspected. That the video that I've already seen, and maybe this is all new, uh, all old news to you, but the three undercover Metropolitan Department police officers that had joined the march of protesters up the northwest side of the U.S. Capitol included one who climbed over a barricade, then pushed others towards the Capitol, and then another who walked behind Ashley Babbitt, who was shot, who was unarmed, shot by an armed officer. In this case, what is it? Oh, oh, oh an unarmed white person uh, shot by a black cop. We'll just kind of reverse what we always hear and read in the news, but we didn't really hear much about that. And the one who predicted to Ashley Babbitt that someone would get shot. What does this amount to? Well, let me read here from um, Joseph Hanneman's article here. Uh, new filings by January 6th defendant William Pope of Topeka, Kansas, shows the MPD bicycle officers stopping four armed men in plain clothes on January 6th. The men turned out to be, these are the armed men, turned out to be federal agents. Video included with Pope's filings also show the uniformed MPD officer saying, we were set up. In other words, they they admit that they set up these people. This is out-and-out entrapment. No wonder the Democrats. Hell is too good for the Democrats and the so-called rhino Republican slugs that sat on that committee. Hell is too good for them. They deserve something worse than to conceal all of the information that would be damning to the federal government, damning to the FBI, damning to the Metropolitan Police Department. My goodness, this is entrapment. You know what needs to be has to happen here. Entrapment doesn't allow you to get a conviction. Every single person that's been convicted, every single person in jail on January sixth needs to be released, free, and then sue the stinking butt off Congress. This committee, they should be held personally responsible. There should not be governmental immunity when it amounts to this kind of abuse. Release them all. Now, to the issue of whether or not the election was stolen, would not this singular development in the treatment of the January 6th defendants, would that indicate that the Democrat, the Democrat machinations consist of, as they did here, of lying, deception, shadow banning, all of those things. Why would it be such a shock if we found out they, in fact, stole the 2020 election? As one witness emerged the other day, stating under oath that they observed a party shredding ballots. Uh, but you know what? I don't have I don't have time to go further on that. A first, an absolute first in the ACLU, also known as the Anti-Christian Lynching Union, is celebrating the first 
after-school Satan club in the United States. Yep, that's where we are, folks, the anti-Christian Satan club in Virginia. And it's in an elementary school. An elementary school. The students at a Virginia elementary school attended their first after-school Satan club last week. The club is sponsored by the Satanic Temple. The ACLU called this a victory for free speech and religious liberty. Now, this is... (laughs) I can't even quite express this. How... Worshipping Satan would constitute religious liberty. It's bondage. Anybody who has gotten delivered from demon possession or satanic obsession, in other words, living on the dark side, living with the dark side, incestuous relationship with the dark side, then they get delivered, they will all tell you it's bondage. It is all bondage. So why? So why? Satan really is does hate our children. Like I said earlier, the purity, the joy, the innocence of children. It's an indictment and conviction of the sin of people who slaughter their children in the womb who had their children slaughtered on the birthing table, in some cases after the birthing table, who want to um, sodomize and ruin children at the earliest ages through the whole queer orthodoxy, followed out now by the first Satan club designed for 6- to 10-year-olds. What parent would allow that? Well, parents who apparently are just as bad or totally ignorant from whom I would think that if a child went to a Satan club or if a child was accommodated by a parent to go have a sex change, that that constitutes constitutes child abuse and it would be time, kind of like a red flag law, great idea. When you find out about it, that a parent is doing that or encouraging a child to undergo those kinds of things or be allowed, call Child Protective Services. Yeah, the red flag law against child abuse. Thank you, God. That just came to me right now. Wow. Well, anyway, how to deal with inflation, how to deal with the cost of food. The Wall Street Journal, this is unbelievable. The Wall Street Journal has indicated that one of the ways by which we can deal with the rising cost of food is to eat less. Stop eating one meal a day. That's what the report suggests, that Americans can combat economic strife by only eating two meals per day. This is just... um, um, I just don't even... How does this stuff even get printed? So the answer to the food shortage is to eat less. Reminds me of the story of the man who had a dog, and the dog was becoming a bit burdensome. 
He loved the dog, but, you know, times change, and as he got older, dog became burdensome, and the cost of the dog food uh, became more of a burden. So he had what he thought was a brainstorm, and the brainstorm was, you know what, I think I can just cut back on the quantity and the quality of the food. So he started to make the food cheaper, more mundane, and started to feed the dog less. And then the brainstorm continued, and he said, I think I could get to where I could train this dog to eat nothing at all. And after having done that for a few days, he went to check on his dog, and lo and behold, he was stunned to find that his dog had died. This is the gross stupidity coming out of let's just... Let's just eat less and less. let's starve ourselves. Look at all the money we don't have to spend on breakfast. But you know what? Here's a question I have. If they do pass this, do you think Congress, the Supreme Court, the Senate, the presidency, the administration, the government workers will give up their free lunches? Of course not. They're hypocrites on steroids. Well, you know, I got a whole thing about Joe Biden here that I don't know that I want to get into. I'm not sure that Joe is worth my time today with one particular exception. Is that he is signing the document that gives over authority to the World Health Organization as it deals with alleged health-related matters. In other words, Joe Biden has just surrendered the sovereignty of the United States to the World Health Organization sitting in Geneva, Switzerland, which will soon have the power to, one, declare lockdowns, two, vaccination mandates, three, social distancing, four, surveillance where necessary for tracking violators, all in the name of health. Joe is signing it. Says it's legally binding. If that happens, well, we need to secede. I've said that forever. We need states that get up and go and say, just stick it in your ear, Joe, and any other demoncrat. And tell the World Health Organization to go suck it. We're not going to do what you guys say and demand. No way, Jose. But I also predicted this two and a half years ago. I'd like to dig out the program that was right at the very breakout almost two and a half years ago of COVID and the, the mask ordering, which was before the vaccine mandate, the orders to don the masks. Said this will be seizing upon an alleged health crisis, which it was not under the emergency youth use authorization which there was not the emergency that we thought, as we've documented time and time again on this program. I said almost two and a half years ago, I can tell you right now, what will be the next emergency use authorization in one form or another, and it will deal with all of the actions that the government will take to deal with alleged climate change. That's what it'll be. And that's what this will be. I can guarantee you. 
It will forget the vaccinations. You're not going to come back to that whole crapola. They know that didn't work. That gig is up. It's sort of like ISIS or the, uh, you know, the Muslim maniacs that bombed the World Trade Center and then 9-11. And we set up this whole TSA system to protect against something they had no intention of doing again because they're going to do it a different way. That gig is up. The vaccination gig is up. They'll come out with ordering EV cars and whatnot, or you got to take a train to whatever. Whatever it is to exert control, because that's all the left wants because they're demon-possessed. That's all Satan has ever wanted is control, control, control. Because if he has control, he gets worshipped. Like Nebuchadnezzar building the statue. Everybody's got to bow down and worship. Those Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego come along and say, Hey, Nebi, we aren't doing it, buddy. Go kill us. Our God will deliver us. But even if he doesn't deliver us from the fiery furnace, you can stick it, man. We aren't doing that. We aren't worshiping you. This is impeachment act number 29. Oh, I have cut so much out of this program, but i got to get to something that I promised because it's good news, and it is good news, that we need to share here today. I commented last week about the, as others are, about the uh, revival that's occurring at Asbury uh, University in Kentucky, which then broke out to Cumberland University in Kentucky and to Cedarville University, which is southern Ohio, I believe, just north of the Kentucky border, and then to Lee University this last week in Tennessee and now beginning to break out in Samford University, which is in Alabama. So Tennessee and Kentucky are kind of the focal point of what may be, and I hope, is the great third awakening for this country. And I watched the, the sermon of the uh, campus pastor, so to speak. He's probably mid-30s or so the weekly chapel service at Asbury. That was the service from which the revival started and broke out. And if you watch it, you'll see nothing happening. Because when he's done, the worship team comes up, a couple guy and a couple gals, and he just walks off and leaves the chapel. He's gone. They don't show what happened after. They're just showing the message that preceded it. And it was a different kind of a message, and it touched me. Now, I wouldn't have expected that it would trigger a revival, but who knows? Like, like Scripture says, who can say from where the, the Holy Spirit comes, and who can say to which direction, where is it going? Where does it go from here? But in the heart of the Bible Belt, that section of the country which I can tell you because I have a lot of connections in the Bible Belt. And it's a part of the country where this program, yeah, Red Sky Radio, failed miserably. And why? I'm too strong. Maybe I talk too fast sometimes. I don't know. I'm too literal with the word. I don't use the most conciliatory, uh, softest words in my delivery. I pretty much tell it like it is. This program has been on longer in San Francisco, in Las Vegas, 
because Christians there, um, they don't have to be dealt with like with kid gloves. They can take it. The South couldn't. The program failed miserably because they were largely felt secure and removed from the things that are happening elsewhere in the country. But that's no longer the case. I've even read documentation from, I think it's The Blade, some queer magazine in the, up in the Northwest, that the uh, editor stated that their last geographical attack will be the Bible Belt. To get the rest of the country, then they'll go after them, which they are. So that part of the country is feeling something that they've never known in their churches or their schools or in their communities. Now, interestingly, that's where it breaks out. Now, it could have broken out in San Francisco. I mean, the G Jesus movement broke out, I think, in Southern California. So God is not limited. The Azusa Street revival started in L.A., so I'm not here to suggest why it started there. But what I am saying is that Satan in is in his destructive, I've come to steal, kill, and destroy behavior, sometimes in an odd way actually sets the stage and paves the way for revival. Because when the doctors can do nothing, who do you turn to? God. When the politicians are corrupt, who do you turn to? Well, maybe the church. When the government schools are becoming virtual porn centers for children, who do you turn to? Homeschooling and Christian schools. You see, revival frequently is a result of something that's bad in the society getting worse for which there seems to be no way out. And people turn to God. It was that way with Israel. Every time Israel got happy, fat, and dumb, they would fall into sin. Things would get really bad. Read the book of Judges. Then God would bring a deliverer. They would pray to God for deliverance. God would bring a deliverer. That's what's happening, I believe, my sense in this revival. Now, one other thing that I just need to caution you before we close here is that revival within the body of Christ, within the church, does not mean revival in the country. No, because there are two kingdoms. There's a kingdom of this world, and there's a kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is within us. The kingdom of heaven can be glorious, productive, and fruitful while everything else is frankly going down the toilet. The finest years of Dietrich Bonhoeffer and his revelations, the insight, and all that he grew to be came when he was imprisoned, maybe the peak being just before his execution. The wholesale revival among the soldiers in the South in the Civil War, one of the greatest revivals, often led by black preachers in the South, prepared them for what? Victory over the North? No. It prepared them for heaven and maybe for rewards in heaven that they might not have otherwise attained had it not been for what they faced in this life. It's Rob Walter encouraging you 
to sit tall in the saddle because you ride for the brand, the brand of Jesus Christ. God bless you. We'll see you next week.